and good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope everyone is doing well after the major ice storm that come across the U.S. From what I understand, there are millions of people that are still without power, and that is not a good thing when we're also having a record cold snap. Uh, The temperature made it up to about 22 here today. Now, we did get kind of lucky. The ice storm did not hit us directly. Uh, We did get a little bit of ice. We did not get anywhere close to what they were calling for. There were a few neighborhoods in my community that were without power. Fortunately, mine did not go out. Uh, But they're calling for more snow Thursday and Friday of this week. So the people that are waiting for their power to be restored, it's going to slow the repair crews down. I just hope everybody stays safe, stays warm, and try to keep in mind that for most of the country, we've only got about another month of this garbage and we'll be through it. Not me, I have all of March, all of April, and most likely half of May before I get to look forward to a nice warm day. Man, saying that out loud is depressing. Anyway, I've spent the last several days trying to decide what I'd like to talk about today. Uh, My last show was about the elections and what a mess they've become. Now, as I've said before, I'm doing this podcast as a hobby. To that end, what I want to talk about each show are things that I find interesting or I enjoy talking about. Talking about the elections is not something I enjoyed talking about. The elections are arguably the most important element of a representative democracy. Reliable and transparent elections is something that I felt like I needed to discuss. Uh, I didn't have a lot of fun doing that show, but I certainly hope you'll go back and listen to it if you haven't. But when I was trying to decide on a topic for today, I was looking for something more of a palate cleanser. And I've got a little notebook that I write down. I've got about 10 ideas in that notebook so far. Now, a few of those topics I'm really looking forward to doing a show on, but they are going to require a little bit of research, and it's going to take me longer than a couple of days to put them together. And then there are some that, while I think they're good ideas for a show, they just weren't the right tone I was looking for. So when I got out of bed this morning, I actually had not decided what this show was going to be about. But then in the words of Ray Barone, sometimes material presents itself. I took my daughter to the DMV today for her to take her test for her learner's permit. For the last two weeks, she's been doing the practice test multiple times the evening. There's an app she's got on her phone. Uh, we took her to the doctor. Pennsylvania requires a physical before they will issue a learner's permit. So we made an appointment, had the doctor fill out the form that she needed to take to the DMV. My wife and I had pulled out her birth certificate and her social security card. We were ready, but we forgot to factor in the one variable that we cannot control, and that is the employees at the DMV. One of the things we did in preparation to take her to the DMV today was my wife called and asked what documentation we needed to bring with us for her to sign up and take the test. And of course, it was the normal things. I told you the social security card, her birth certificate. She also needed a piece of mail that had her name on it and her address as part of the documentation that she does, in fact, live at this address. 
I walked into the DMV with my daughter. We tell the lady at the counter by the door what we're here for. Uh, She asked us if we had her birth certificate, if we had her social security card. I said yes. She printed off a little number and gave it to me. And we had gotten there at a very good time. There was very few people there. Uh, I did not even make it to a chair before my number was called. We walked over to the window that was going to be taking care of us, and the lady asked for our paperwork. I handed her what we had. She spread it out on her desk, and she looked at it for about 10 seconds. And she said, we need two pieces of mail that have her name on it. And I said, what do you mean you need two pieces of mail? When we called the other day, we were told that one piece of mail was all we need. And the lady said, no, we need to have two pieces of mail. Is there anything else you have? Do you have even a piece of junk mail? As long as it's got her name and address on it, that's all we need. And I bit back several angry retorts and I said, no. That is what we have, because that is what we were told that we need. Her exact response was, well, I can't do anything for you. So me and my daughter turned around and walked out of the DMV today. What you have to understand when you walk into the DMV is that there is not one soul in that building that feels any responsibility to help you accomplish the errand that you're there to take care of. Their one and their only goal is to get you to walk away from their counter. Their only consideration is, this man is standing in front of me, and I wish he was not here right now. Now, they weed a lot of people out at the door because they only offer certain services on certain days. So you might walk into the door, Good afternoon, sir. What can we do for you? Well, I'm here to renew my license. Ooh, I'm sorry. We only do those on Tuesdays when you're not here. But let's say that you're there on the correct day and you have somehow managed to make it to a window. That's when they pull out their favorite and most time-tested tactic. Find some piece of documentation that this guy doesn't have in his hand. It's what happened to me today, and believe me, it is not the first time this has happened. Years ago, I went to renew my driver's license, and in Virginia, your driver's license expired on your birthday. This particular year, my birthday fell on a Friday, and rather than take a day off from work and drive halfway across the county to get to the DMV, I said, well, I'll just, I'll go Saturday morning and get it renewed. And I had called ahead and asked if there was anything I needed to bring, and I was told, oh, no, no, if you're renewing your license, all you need to do is just make sure you have your current license with you, and that's all you'll need. Well, when I got there on Saturday, I was informed that my expired driver's license because my birthday had been the day before and my driver's license had been expired for nearly a full nine hours at that point was no longer enough because it was not a valid ID. Suddenly I was going to need to get my birth certificate and social security card and come back another day. Thank you, sir. Another time that this happened to me, and this is one of the more egregious times this has happened to me. When I was a much younger man, one of the actually the first vehicle I ever purchased for myself was a Jeep Wrangler. And being a young man with little to no credit history, my mother co-signed for the auto loan. And because of that, her name also appeared on the title to the vehicle. And about six years later, uh, my wife and I had just purchased our first home. We bought a small little two-bedroom across the state line in West Virginia. So part of the move was that we were going to have to get our vehicles registered in a new state. 
Well, I drove to the DMV in that area of West Virginia, having a very small population. There is one DMV center per county. So I drove over to the next town to get to the DMV. I told the lady that I was talking to what I was there for, and I showed her the title. The vehicle was paid off, so I had the title in my hand. She said that since my mother's name appeared on the title, she would need to sign the form as well in order to do the title transfer. Now, it was early in the day, and I didn't feel like spending multiple days doing this. So I decided, well, I'm going to take care of this today. So I drove about 40 minutes to get to my mother's office. I had her sign the form. I drove 40 minutes back to the DMV, and it just so happens I got the same lady that was helping me the first time. I told her I'm back, and I hand her the form. She flips through the multiple pages of the form, turns it around in the middle, and points to a line and says, oh, she needed to sign there as well. And I really feel like I showed a great deal of restraint by not going across the counter on that woman. Uh, but I pointed at where she pointed. And I said, you did not tell me to have her sign that line. You told me that she needed to sign the last page. And that's all you said to do. Her response was, well, unfortunately, she's got to sign that or I can't do anything. Well, I walked out into the parking lot. I forged my mother's name, and I walked back into the building. And I swear, if that lady had not taken that signature, even though my handwriting is terrible and it looked nothing like my mother's signature, I probably would be in prison right now. I was livid. And the most recent time this has happened to me, I went a couple of years ago to renew my Pennsylvania driver's license. Um, I don't recall the specifics. I went on my lunchtime and drove over. Uh, the DMV license center was relatively close to the dealership I was working at the time. I think it took me about 10 minutes to drive to it. Uh, I don't recall why I couldn't renew my license that day, uh, but I told the lady I was talking to, well, I'll just I'll get what I need and I'll come back tomorrow and do it then. Uh, the next day rolls around. I drive over to the license center and it's closed because that particular driver's license center is only open certain days of the week. And tomorrow was not one of those days. The lady behind the counter did not tell me that they were closed tomorrow. She just said bye and let me walk out on my merry way. And that's really what takes this from just I'm disinterested in doing my job into more malicious territory they don't offer any information. And I swear it's just because, well, if I tell these people what they need when they come back, they'll have everything. It, it's just an incredible waste of your time. And now, in all fairness, if everything else fails, they will get you to leave by helping take care of what you need done. But please make no mistake, that is absolutely the option of last resort. They don't want to have to do that. The problem starts with the fact that these are state employees and they're union. Now, they're not going to lose their job. It does not matter what happens. It's simply not a possibility. You mix into that the fact that they are a monopoly. You can't go down the street to another DMV and get this stuff taken care of. You have to come to them. 
You have to put up with whatever they want you to do. You have to work around all the obstacles they throw up in your pass, path. And what you wind up with is just a perfect storm of terrible customer service. The employees at the DMV, they get paid for being inside that building from 8 to 4. Nothing else matters. As long as they show up, they're going to get paid. And when you walk in the door and need them to do something, there's no incentive for them to be helpful. And there's no consequences for them not being helpful. So they're simply not helpful. And it's cliche and petty to say, well, I pay your salary. But in this case, it's absolutely true. If I want to drive a vehicle, I have to have a driver's license. If I want to keep my car legally on the road, I have to have license plates on it. It has to be registered. The state is supposed to provide that service. And I get it. These are legal documents, and they're pertaining to the second biggest investment that most people will ever make in their life. Everything has to be correct. Any kind of typo or misinformation, or if somebody's saying that there's somebody they're not, I understand that that can cause a huge amount of problems. There is no reason for it to feel like the people in that building are actually fighting against you every single step of the way. And it's not just the DMV. Do you enjoy going to the county clerk's office? Do you feel welcomed with open arms? Or do you feel like they're looking at you sort of like, ah, crap, there's another person coming through the door. Hang on. And listen, I have worked in customer service positions for years. It's not always fun dealing with the public. But I did take it seriously. And if for no other reason than just the fact that the happier this man or woman is while I'm dealing with them, the better my day is going to go. I cannot imagine telling someone coming in for an appointment on their vehicle, just say to get get an inspection sticker. Uh, to get an inspection sticker on your vehicle, you need to have proof of insurance and a valid registration. I can't imagine if I told someone on the phone that they only needed their registration, then when they came for their appointment, me looking at them and saying, oh, you also need proof of insurance, and it's not my problem that you don't have it, just sucks to be you. I mean, there are days that that would have felt pretty good, but that would that would bother me that, that I had made that mistake and wasted that person's time. Unfortunately, the DMV, those people, they do not share that sentiment. And they make sure that I know that every time I walk through the door. So my question is, why do we put up with that when campaign season comes around? Why are there not a mob of people going to campaign events and screaming at the candidates? What are you going to do about this? Please fix this. And not for nothing, if you're thinking of running for any kind of state position, you know, state senator, even the governor, free advice, you can get a lot of votes. If you will stand up on that stage and say, I'm sorry for the way state agencies have treated you in the past. From now on, under my leadership, 
these state agencies that we have to have contact with through the normal course of our lives, they're going to be more efficient. They're going to be more productive. And when you walk out of the DMV, you're going to feel like every person in that building was there to help you, not hinder you. Believe me, if you will work that into a speech, you're going to pick up a lot of votes. Maybe not enough to win, but you will pick up a lot of votes. And one last thing before we wrap this up, just in case you ever wanted to get a side-by-side comparison of how things could be, Pennsylvania does something a little odd, or at least I found it to be odd. Uh, Maybe the norm in other states around the nation. Uh, In Virginia, anything dealing with vehicles, you had to go to the DMV. So if you're going for your driver's license, learner's permit, or if you were there to register any kind of a vehicle, a boat, a trailer, motorcycle, RV, everything went to the DMV. Consequently, you spend a lot of time sitting in Virginia DMVs. But Pennsylvania has farmed out their vehicle registration services to private firms. So obviously, when we move into Pennsylvania, go to change the registration of the vehicles over. I went to a strip mall, and it felt very strange pulling up to Leonard's Tag Service to do anything concerning my vehicle. But I tell you what, I called the day before, and I asked what I needed to bring. She told me two or three items. I walked in. Those three items that she told me was exactly what she needed. And when I got back in my car with a Pennsylvania plate in my hand, I had been inside that building for seven minutes. That is the difference between the private sector and the public sector. Private sector businesses focus on efficiency, and they want you happy, and they want to make a good profit. When you're dealing with a state-run entity, none of those things are even a briefest consideration, and it definitely shows. All right, guys, I'm done ranting about the DMV. Um, Of course, we have to go back, so maybe tomorrow I'm going to be right back in the same, same position, but Honestly, that was cathartic. I feel better about the whole situation now. All right, guys, I uh, I really hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you once again for sitting with me. Uh, I would really appreciate it if you guys would like to leave me a message. Just send me an email at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, whatever app that you're listening to this show on, please leave me a review. I would certainly appreciate it. All right, guys. Keep your heads down out there for the next winter storm. Uh, those of you without power, I certainly hope it's not much of a long, longer wait for you. And stay safe, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.